Legacy, 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 legacy. Black excellence. We in the booth. Booth and first time live. Let's get it. We gonna let them see. 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 Yo. What's poppin'? What's going on? Yo. This is the... This is the... This is the Y'all know what this is, man. This is the True Hoopers Podcast, episode 14. I am your host, CJ. I got a guest with me, man. Special guest, man. Good Dre Gray on the podcast. I don't know about special. You. Why not? Just a guest. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Shaky starts. <laughs> uh, got Good Dre with me, man. Tell him about yourself. Tell him who you are. I'd rather you tell them than me. Ooh. Self-introduction? Self-introduction, man. Dre Gray, you know, CJ little bro, mm. you know, we out here, born and raised in Toronto. That's what it is, man. And, uh, you know, I'm living in Sudbury right now, I go to Laurentian. Uh-huh. I'm just balling hard out there, man. I'm just trying to, you know, put a chip in, in the program. Mm. How's the season going so far for you? Season's going extremely well, man. Got some good group of guys, man. Uh, we're 8-3 so far. Mm-hmm. You know what it is, man. We, we play to win the game. I've watched um, a few of your games, pretty much all of them. Very, very impressive team. I want to give a shout out to Cor- uh, Curtis. Curtis, oh yeah, man. Wow, what a story. Curtis, if you ever listen to this, man, I want to get you on the podcast for real. Um, a couple of seasons ago, he wasn't even wasn't even playing. It's for real, man, man. That's hard work, dedication, man. He's like, no, serious hard work. For real, for real. Serious man. hard work. I got the pleasure of going up to Laurentian a couple of times in the summer and getting to see this young man work. Hard work. Real talk, man. He now can, he's in this position. He can shoot from just about anywhere on the court mm-hmm. at all times. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy story. Um, What's his last name again? Gordon? Curtis Gordon. Curtis Gordon. Curtis Gordon. CG3. It's the holidays. Christmas is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're recording a little bit later than usual. That's fine. Christmas games are tomorrow. Which games are you uh, excited to see? Man, I think, you know, everybody's looking at LA versus Clippers, man. LA versus... I'm not... Lakers versus Clippers. I'll be blown with you. I'm not, I'm not excited to see that, man. You're not excited? No. I don't even know what's all the games happening tomorrow. I'll let you know what it is. Celtics and Raptors, Bucks versus Sixers, Rockets versus Warriors, Clippers versus Lakers, Pelicans versus Nuggets. Well... Who you got? Celtics or Raptors? I really like what Tatum's doing, so I'm gonna go with the, with, with the Celtics. Be, yeah. You know, and everybody's not gonna like me for saying that, but no, nah, Tatum's what he's doing is ridiculous right now. For real, Jalen Brown, <laughs> yes, it's another guy that's really uh, stepping up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got Taco Fall, just trying to just you know, she's a crowd pleaser, so he's making the crowd go crazy <laughs> for real. Raptors a little bit banged up as well. Bucks versus Sixers. Sixers, who you got? Sixers, man, I'm going with. Ah, this is a tough one. The Bucks versus the Sixers. I have to go with. I think I got to go to Embiid. You got to go. With I just Embiid. heard about you know Shaq and them talking to him and saying you need to up your game and I think he's been doing that somewhat so far. So I'm a hope that that just continues and you know he can derain the crown from Giannis for a night. <laughs> um, we got Rockets versus Warriors. We we know what's going on in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, we you know what's going on, but you know Clippers and Lakers. We got. I'm going Kawhi Leonard. Going Kawhi. Yeah, man. Why? A couple things. I, I hear that LeBron and AD are questionable. Yeah. I don't respect that. <laughs> I know injuries are true, whatever, but uh-huh. um, just a lot of talk about, you know, Kawhi was going to be the one that's, that's going to sit out and it appears that he's going to be playing. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, I always like basketball where you just get a, you get a stop and then you go get a bucket. So that's what Kawhi Leonard does. How you feel about LeBron this season, man? LeBron James. He's been balling really hard. He's balling really, really hard. I didn't expect this, especially because last year he basically took a, you know, he got injured a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think the team wasn't really built perfectly. But he came out this year, and he's really, really balling hard. Him and AD are better combo than I thought they would be. 
But LeBron's no, he's putting Ellie on his back right now and he's saying, I want a ring, so it's kind of serious. Hashtag washed king. Wow. That's powerful right there. Yeah. Speaking of powerful, this latest commercial, I want to play it for you. LeBron James' latest commercial with Nike. We always hear about an athlete's humble beginnings. How they emerge from poverty or tragedy to beat the odds. They're supposed to be the stories of determination that capture the American dream. They're supposed to be stories that let you know these people are special. But you know what would be really special? There were no more humble beginnings. LeBron James commercial with Nike uh, titled Beginnings. How you feel about that one? Some powerful stuff, powerful stuff, man. I think I think that commercial says a lot about who LeBron James is. I think sure. he does a lot of stuff off the court, you know? For sure. Uh, I know he that he built a school and like I think for him coming up in the neighborhood that he did you know, not really having much. I think he was it's only single, uh, only had his mother, right? Yeah. Um, he's just trying to sh- pave the way for all the kids that are, like, coming up and who may not have anything, but he wants them to believe, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really deep. Like, that commercial goes beyond just a commercial. He's actually doing stuff in the neighborhoods to help these kids that are, you know, don't have the privileges that other kids have, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's no, it's definitely powerful. That's, that's one of the things I respect about LeBron. Everything you said times two, man. Um, mm. I hear I hear you talk about it sometimes in your interview, um, inspiring youth. Um, it's so understated because it's a very powerful thing. It's a very real thing for kids to be able to see what their potential is and what they can potentially do in their lives. Um, and LeBron James is out here being a great role model, um, even beyond the commercial, just talking about it, mm. the initiatives that he's taking to um, to better his community, as you said, is admirable. Um, and it should be something that inspires everyone at any level. You don't have to be an athlete. Yeah. You don't have to be a millionaire. Um, even as a parent, a brother, a sister, any youth that you have around them, um, work with them, listen to them, try to inspire them, build them up. You know what I mean? Show them what it's impossible. Show them what's possible. Um, the other day, I was talking to Earl, not the other day, a couple of months ago, actually, when I first started the podcast, and he asked me a question um, about why did I start the podcast? Mm-hmm. I gave him a very vague, vague answer, you know, <laughs> you know, just wanted to be cool, you know what I mean? So I get popping, you know, start a podcast. Um, but the real reason why I wanted to start it is because I wanted to help equip people with some type of knowledge. I'm not just trying to be on here talk about basketball all the time. You know what I mean? Um, I want to get um, communication and dialect go along with people and possibly have them share their stories and their experiences and their knowledge of going through life. And hopefully the listeners can absorb that and apply it to their lives. I had the pleasure to talk with uh, Vlad, who was a guest on this podcast. His story was incredible. And I listened back to the podcast and I was like, you know what? That was kind of a wasted opportunity. I should have been able to talk about his life a little bit more and what um, things that he's enjoyed. So I say that to say this anyway. An upcoming podcast will probably be more than just a basketball podcast. 100%. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? We will try to broaden horizons. Why box myself in when it's my podcast? Not like I'm working for a business or something. Mm-hmm, and I got to mm-hmm. talk about a specific topic, right? The sky's the limit. Let's make it a little bit bigger than just basketball. Um, with all that said, <laughs> Basketball, man. So sticking with LeBron James, Kevin Garnett came out and he had some hot comments. Um, let me KG. try to see if I can pull this, pull this up. Sudden seems like, oh, whoever gets out of this, Miami. Who knows? Miami hasn't won the title yet. So let's get through. Phil. LeBron and Bill Simmons podcast. Well, he was getting better, but those were clutch major threes. He was getting better. Going to the Miami series, two-two at Miami game five. Right. Celts 
win in Miami, and they're talking all kinds of shit to LeBron. Uh-huh. All kinds of shit that whole game. Correct or that? incorrect? Uh, You're trying to get in his head. You feel like you can break LeBron at this point. Uh, we broke LeBron. In game five. So get your ass out of here with that, right? <laughs> you understand how you got the Cleveland, how you got the Miami bill? You remember That's that? true. You broke okay, him into so that Okay, so remember that, all right? Fair so enough. stop bringing that up, all right? Fair enough. So they was talking shit to him, okay? The media. And the league knew that they had an agenda in which we wasn't part of the agenda. You understand? Right. And that's how they end up winning that series. Yeah, I said it. Do you think you pushed LeBron too far in game five? Because game six, far? he's unbelievable. You think you <laughs> gave him the eye of the tiger? Pushed him too far? I didn't think. All right, so on that note, wow. <laughs> um, there's two things I, like, I liked about that. Um, the agenda. He speaks about the NBA agenda. You believe in that? What is that? So basically, um, the, the NBA pushes certain stars, certain teams, because they generate more money. Um, and they want to create or build up certain storylines. Oh, 100% that's true. Um, so that, that yeah, he's speaking about LeBron James with Cleveland. I guess he, uh, the league wanted to see LeBron versus the Lakers, I believe it was. Yeah, that's what it would be. In yeah. that time period, Lakers, Cleveland was the big story. Yeah. Um, they never actually met up in the finals. So I'm yeah. pretty sure the NBA was disappointed in that. But what's, what's your thoughts about that? Well, KG's comments? No, but more like the NBA agenda, whether you believe in it or not. Oh, no, no, I definitely think it's true. Mm-hmm. Like that is the NBA is a business first and foremost. So you see these shady trades that happen, guys get ripped off of their contracts. What's going on in Deion Deion Waiters right now? Like it's all politics, mm-hmm. politics one hundred percent. But I will say, like even with um, what's his name, Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. like he came into the league and like. The whole thing behind him is, like, he's signing, like, I think he signed a sponsorship that's more than, like, the highest since LeBron or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jordan Brand. And, like, this is all money to them. Like, they want to see whoever can generate the most money. So, like, for example, like, even the Golden State Warriors going to the finals, like, the last 10 times, basically, from what I remember. Like, mm-hmm. it's because they, Steph Curry's on the team. Katie's on the team. Those two are, like, top five players in the NBA. They're generating money, so mm-hmm. they're going to the finals. Obviously, like, they're skilled, too, but I'm saying, like, that also plays a factor in it, too, you know? And I think, I don't know how it's passed down, but I feel like the refs are very much involved in that process. A thousand percent. So, you know, I don't know the communication lines. I don't know if, like, what's it? Adam Silver is going down to the refs, you know, and just kind of funneling information, yeah. and he's not, you know, they can't see his face, he can't see their face, mm-hmm. but, no, there's some sort of dialogue going on because the refs are part of it. Like, when I see calls... Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like I think I'm gonna go make a be a ref right now and make a hundred. What? What? How much do they make? Three hundred fifty k? Yeah, yeah. I I can be a ref because I can do what they're doing too. I can make the wrong call. So it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's ridiculous out here. Let's not go at the refs like that. Man. <laughs> they, they, they're working hard. They try to. They try. They try no, they definitely best. try. I don't hate no refs, but you know, some things I think are like conspiracy. Oh, a thousand percent. That's what I'm saying. I'm actually very surprised he actually even spoke up about it because um, for whatever reason, players are very very shy to say. To say these type of things. Um, even like the, you remember the Sacramento Kings, them being robbed by the yeah. LA Lakers by yeah. Tim Donahue, yeah. the ref. They are very, very shy to talk about it. Like Chris Webber's, Chris Webber will hint at it. Yeah. But he'll never actually talk about it. Yeah. Um, Bibby, Damn. you won't hear a peep from him. Vlade, who still works in the league, <laughs> you won't hear a peep from him. Yeah. Um, it's kind of odd. So uh, I like the fact that he kind of spoke up and hinted about it. Let people know what he's coming, where he's coming from with that. Um, but the main thing he said, he broke LeBron. Broke LeBron James. I don't know about that. I don't think he broke LeBron James. I think LeBron James needed help. <laughs> I think LeBron James had nobody in Cleveland. And I always say this to this day. The last couple years, LeBron James was on Cleveland. That was the best LeBron James I've ever seen in my life. He had a jumper. His body wasn't too big yet. Mm-hmm. Um, in and out, in and out, dunk on everybody. Like, it was all at peak, you know what I mean? But I definitely don't think he broke LeBron James. LeBron James had nobody on his team. What do you have? Let's go through the lineup. Um, Azunas Agalskis. Agalskis, Mo Williams. Anthony Parker. Yeah. Mo Williams. Um, uh, it was it. Uh, what's his name? Antoine Jameson was there or no? Yeah. Antoine, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I think they had Pavlovich, Sasha Pavlovich. It's just ridiculous after five guys, six guys. It's ridiculous. Like, none of those guys are good. Did they have Larry Hughes that year, too? It's, I, I, the fact that you're saying these suspect names, it's not really looking good for LeBron James when he's going up against 
okay, let's go. Let's talk now. Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Getting better every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce. The truth. That's legit the truth. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen. Off every down screen that's going in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if you want to, you know, hard show on the screens, you have the big, big ticket slipping. Mm-hmm. So, and then well, so you have um, Big Baby Davis. You mentioned Paul Pierce. I mentioned Paul Pierce. So that's just too... I'm sorry, but there's no answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LeBron James couldn't have come up with no answer. So mm-hmm. he definitely... I don't think he was broken, but he reached a point where he said, like, I need either more on the squad of Cleveland, which obviously they what they had how many years with LeBron and they didn't do anything? Seven. Seven, Seven years. Yeah. All you did was bring in a washed-up Shaquille O'Neal, you know, mm-hmm. on the downhill, basically. So... Definitely, they didn't break LeBron James. I don't believe that they broke LeBron James. However, Kawhi Leonard, I you know Spurs. I'll say that's a different argument. You know what I mean? Because I heard him say F. You know, you <laughs> I seen Kawhi Leonard something and I heard F from LeBron James. That's different. But I definitely don't think that um, Kevin Garnett and the Celtics they didn't break LeBron James. He needed help. He recognized it at that moment, and so he left. He went to Miami, right? What went do you think? To South Beach. Um, I heard this comment. Initially, I was like, "What, <laughs> bro? What are you talking about, man?" But then I sat down with it, and I'm like, "Yo, there's some truth to what he's saying." I think. Mm-hmm. To me, almost every star that enters every big star gets broken in the league. I know you don't like to use that word because mm-hmm. it's like a ne- it's negative connotation to it. It is a negative connotation to it, um, but. I think LeBron, that was the beginning of the process of LeBron being broken. I t- I mean, let, me, let me walk you through it. Okay, break that down. So when LeBron came into the league, he had this arrogance about him, this cockiness. Like, yeah, I'm going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Yeah, he knew he needed help. Cleveland Cavaliers tried, failed miserably. Um, yes, the Boston Celtics were a hella stacked team. I just want to mention before I keep to you, Kevin Garnett got broken. He was playing with the Timberwolves, mm-hmm. getting his ass beat every single year by the Spurs, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, he got broken. He said, listen, Minnesota, trade me. Get me out of here, right? Got broken, went to the Celtics. They formed their own team, okay. Right. Got broken again in Boston. Went on to um, Brooklyn. That's what what it is, (laughs) right? But, um, yeah, I think that's the the beginning of the process, LeBron being broken. Um, Him not being able to get through the Celtics on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that happened during that time. And I think LeBron studied the classics, formed a strategy, mm-hmm. and said, you know what, like you said, time to go to South Beach, time to get me some real yeah, talent. So that's why I think it's more, of a, it's more of a discovery that he had. The process is now over. I think he still got broken. Yeah. I think that year, going against, um, going against the adversity that he went through, um, returning back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. Getting booed the way he did, yeah, and then going to the finals, uh, thinking he's on top of the world and being humbled, <laughs> humbled oh, by man. Dirk Nowitzki. Yes. He, he came out some comments the other day saying that after that finals, he realized he had to take his uh, his regimen when it comes to his body seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, he had to change his mindset. He couldn't just the joy for the game was lost for him. Yeah. So the next year we saw a different LeBron. We saw LeBron that. Many people thought we would see in his fifth, sixth, seventh year in the NBA, a yeah. killer LeBron. Um, so I think Garnett is telling no lie. I think he did get broken. Um, and then the greatness of LeBron came out. I think the greatest, uh, To me, I don't see why people think it's bad to get broken. We all get broken in life. Yeah, but the word broken means... I don't see that I don't know. It's broken, the word broken, that's kind of deep. Like, that's... That's like Kevin Garnett broke his game. Like that's what you're saying, but I think LeBron had a discovery, as in he said, "I can't do this right now. I can't. I can't compete mm-hmm. with these guys. This level of talent mm-hmm. and not have no help myself." But you didn't think when he was at Cleveland, he hundred percent thought he could. He hundred percent thought he not could. even not even on a I competitor think, level. He's just like, "Yo, I'm LeBron James." But yeah, because he was yeah. young and he was trying to find his own, and I think mm-hmm. he was like he, LeBron James was balling. There's no, you know what I mean, like. What I saw him do against Detroit, I'll never forget. <laughs> oh, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Greatest ever. <laughs> He's going here. I could not believe how you could just in and out people like it was a joke and <laughs> cock it back and nobody had a chance, you know? Somebody's but head top. I think 
it was more so because even though he had that level of confidence and like you said, like the cockiness to him, mm-hmm. I still think Cleveland failed him because I think he was on that journey of finding himself because he was becoming a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Like a legitimate, like mm-hmm. full on prime LeBron superstar. Mm-hmm. They had, they did not find him help. Yeah. How you give him, like LeBron give him what? Five or six years? Seven years. Seven years in Cleveland. Seven years. Mm-hmm. And you're... What you pulled up with was washed up Shaquille O'Neal. That's ridiculous. So come on, man. Next topic. That's crazy. Yo, ne- next thing, too. I think we really disrespect that team. What? I think we disrespect team? that team. That Cleveland team. Because they had Mo Williams. Yeah. They had Larry Hughes. Larry Hughes at that yeah. time was, was borderline all no, But what we're comparing it to is LeBron James saying, I have to go play... The Celtics with Rajon Rondo. Oh, for sure. But they won 67 okay, games okay. or 70. But you have to put it into perspective. Okay, who's guarding Paul Pierce? LeBron? Yeah. Okay, Ray Allen. Larry Hughes. Whoa. Or uh, Anthony Parker. Oh, they're going to run off him with off screens? I get you. But oh, that team wasn't saying. as bad as people it, make it, it seem was. like. It was. Is LeBron James carrying the team? So you know that's true. A bad team was the first team LeBron, I think 2008. That was a bad team that LeBron took okay. to the finals. Put it this way. That's a terrible Re- team. Replace LeBron with, um, what's his name? Paul Pierce. Where does that team go? I don't think they made a playoff. See what I, I mean? Maybe eight, maybe eight seed. Maybe eight seed. And maybe. LeBron was going, what, one or two? What do you mean? He lo- he led them to one or two in, in, the, in the conference, no? They were first in the conference. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. LeBron James put the team on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if you want to say he's broken, okay, he's broken, I guess, because he's doing all of that, right? Don't, don't get broken, man. Nothing wrong with it. He discovered something. Yeah. He discovered, you know, he reinvented himself, came back yeah. South Beach. I want to get into that. South Beach. Aye. Favorite NBA season in the 2010s. I'll go with mine first because we're talking about it. That 2010 season. Um, the 2010-2011 season. Um, the year Derrick Rose won the MVP. Dallas won the chip. Yeah. LeBron went to Miami. Um, Treacherous. 2010s were a really good decade, man. Really, really good decade. We got to see the rise and fall of Miami. We got to see the Golden State Warriors do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to see the Battle of Cleveland with LeBron on it versus the Warriors. 3-1 three, three comeback. Spurs. Really, really good decade. A lot of great moments in the within the decade. one home to Cleveland. <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> um, but 2010, 2010, 2011 was my favorite season. Um, Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. I should know before that, man. Way before that. The summer, man. In the summer was crazy. That's the first time free agency was like a big thing. A super big thing. Everybody's wondering, where's LeBron James going? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's LeBron James going? I remember that interview till this day. Where's LeBron James going? With his like? dress shirt. That was crazy. What? <laughs> was it dress shirt and jeans? Is right? It was dress shirt and jeans, man. <laughs> Stood there in front of Jim Gray. I said, yeah, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, he didn't even say Miami. Like, hey, <laughs> That's blatant disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic to this day, man. <laughs> Iconic. Um, and then we went. They went and go do the uh, big parade. Yes. You know what I mean? The fireworks, boss screaming that's, into the sky. That's the reason why they lost. It makes sense now. Looking back, at it. <laughs> you can't. You celebrated like you won the ring. Nuts. Um, I love that. And then the season started. LeBron was for the first time in his career really the NBA villain. Um, and he embraced it. Do you remember the game where he went back to Cleveland? I do remember that game. Did you watch Vaguely. it? I don't know if I watched it. I've seen the highlights. I don't really watch games. <laughs> I remember watching that, man, and to start the game, there was rumors that he would do the powder toss, and I'm sitting there watching the TV like, oh, man, he's really going to do the powder toss yes. in Cleveland? Man, did the powder toss look at the crowd say, hey, oh, yo, hold this powder, yo. Man, oh, man. South Beach LeBron. That's a bad man. That's a guy. South man. Beach LeBron, man. And then um ended up beating their ass. Whooped them. Jamari Moon's trying to guard him. Oh, <laughs> baseline reverse jab. Kill me. On your head top. Oh, um, yay, yay. Meanwhile, that's going on. Derrick Rose is doing incredible things. People disrespect that Derrick Rose MVP season. Looking nope. back at it. Nope. Guys, guys, guys. That Chicago team shouldn't have been where they were where they were. It was a good team. I'm not going to say they were a bad team. They were a good team. Luol Dang, 
um, Joakim Noah. Boozer? Boozer, Taj Gibson coming off the bench. It was a very good team. But the fact that everybody thought that Miami was going to run away with the season and they had some growing pains. They had to adjust to each other and build chemistry. Chicago pulled it off and became first in the East that year. Exactly. Incredible. That's why. That's Incredible. why you're MVP. And then we get to the playoffs. By the way, Kobe's doing crazy things in the West. Um, yeah, was he doing like the dumb forty stuff? The <laughs> um, that was the, the the tail end of it. Okay. Um, of like um, the solo Kobe thing. They just won back to back. Yeah. So they're going for a three P. Oh. Get to the playoffs now. This is one of my favorite playoff runs. During the whiskey. Dallas Mavericks. They beat OKC Thunder. Durant, Harden, Westbrook. They go on to beat the Lakers, two-time champions trying to be, trying to three P. Yeah. Then they go to the finals and beat LeBron, Dwayne Wade and Bosch four one. That's one of the most incredible finals runs, um, we've seen since Akeem Olajuwon. Oh, Akeem Olajuwon. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Up to this day, we we can we can, put, we can put Kawhi in that conversation now. Yes. But that's one of the most unprecedented final runs yes. we've seen in you know in in the history of the league. By the way, did you know Hakeem, um when he made that run had no all stars on his team? Yeah, he's the dream. It makes sense. It all makes sense. No other player on the team um, averaged double digits. Wow, he just got it done. Holy crow! Um, but to also put it into perspective, Patrick Ewing's team that met Hakeem in the finals. Um, also had no all-stars. Okay. So it was just a battle of the centers. Yeah. Two centers going at it. Better said I won the chip. Dump it in. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. That was my favorite NBA season. Dirk being able to rise up and hold the trophy at the end special. of it all. It was definitely special. What was your favorite season in the 2010s? Favorite season? You know, actually, I'm gonna, I was thinking about a couple seasons. But um, I'm actually going to have to go with my guy, Steph Curry. Uh, I think the first year they won it. What year was that? Um, yeah, that was special. 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, you know. By first, I want to, I want to recognize Derrick Rose's phenomenal MVP season. That's amazing, youngest MVP ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's balling out of control. I had to watch every single highlight. Every single. Highlight. He made me change my game. <laughs> I went to the backyard and just tried to do triple fake layups. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually had a huge impact, and all of his kicks were just during that time was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So. I, I spent a lot of money, you know, it's just Derrick Rose. I thought I could just try to jump 40 inches to hit my head on the backboard. <laughs> Don't cover Dragic. I thought I could do those things too. So I want to recognize his season. It was, a, it was phenomenal. But Dirk, you know, definitely with no hype on his team. Mm-mm. And to p- pull up at the end of the season and say, yeah, I'm better than all you guys. Tough. 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 And you got broken at one point. Rose, ag- yes. rose up against yes. the adversity. Yes, yes. But I'm going to go to 2015. I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they beat LeBron James. <laughs> Got to just put that in the air. Uh, they get it done. And I'm, I want to say this is a pretty... I'm a huge Steph Curry fan, so... I think it's very big that... um The, the special about the Golden State, that, that Golden State team is... There's no KD at this time. No. So it's just really Steph Curry. It's Klay Thompson. It's Draymond Green. Right? Kind of your... I don't know if you want to say big three. I don't think they ever got that name, but... Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have your core. It's always been their core. They've been there since the beginning of it, you know? So I think with just, I think in every finals before that, like you always have an Omega superstar. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I think with the way Golden State did it was slightly different. And like that I have to tip my hat off to because, yeah, Curry had a pretty good season that year. Really good season. Shooting the ball, obviously, all the time, ridiculously out out of this planet. You got Klay Thompson, knockdown shooter. Draymond Green just leading by leadership. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think with them getting done the way they did, I don't know if that was a season they – no, it wasn't Wasn't the crazy season. But I don't know if the, what they were in the West, what their record was. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. But I think the year before, especially with San Antonio winning, I don't think anybody had them on their radar. But what's so – makes their championship just so significant is that 
it's a core, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something that they built from the gecko. So there was no nobody was okay, they could have been broken, but they stayed where they ex- stayed where they are, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And so for them to build up what they did, um, calling Steve Kerr at the last second and say, Hey, this is what we need you to do. Mm-hmm. Take these guys, I think this is enough. Go win the go win the chip. Got the job done. Got the job done. You know what I mean? And I think I don't even think Steph Curry was amazing that that finals, but he led them the whole season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was making change in the NBA. Like now, people say it's three and D. You know what I mean? Three and D layups. That's it. So Curry started all of that. Curry changed the game. Yeah, that team changed changed all of that. Yeah, they saw they they actually saw what Steph and Clay was doing, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I have to go figure out it something to do." With sixty seven and fifteen, ridiculous. It's just an amazing season. I tip my hat off to them. Curry just, you know. Just thankful he's blessed, you know. Just putting God above all and just going and playing ball. And they got it done together. Mm. No lead. Like, they, they got it done as a unit because I think usually you have your LeBron James. You have your Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But it was like Steph never put himself way above everybody else, you know. Mm. It was like, no, me, Draymond, the four other guys on the team that are on the team, we're going to get it done together. That's the finals where Iguodala had a... A memorable um, performance on LeBron Finals James. MVP, right? Finals MVP. Oh, my gosh. Um, that same year, Hawks finished first in the East. Yes. Went 60 and 22. That was a special year for them, too. Um, only unfortunate thing about that year, um wasn't really unfortunate. It is what it is. Uh, Cleveland used, losing uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie in the finals. Um, kind of diminished the buzz of that finals. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, nonetheless. Yeah. We don't talk about what ifs, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Golden State got the job done. Got it done, man. Got it done. Special year. Phenomenal performance. Phenomenal performance. A lot of things. Yeah. I don't even think, I don't remember the Hawks being number one. But I remember they had that little, I think it was Joe Johnson was involved. Was he, was he involved? Oh, man, they have no. five All-Stars, man. Five All-Stars. It was all Hoyford, Kyle Koiver. Mm-hmm. They were just doing something special. Jeff Teague. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul Millsap. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that stuff. Oh, yeah, four. Sorry, um, I think Damari Carroll was. Um, Damari Carroll. That's why he got paid the big bucks right <laughs> after that. Remember? No, crazy. crazy. The Raptors got called. <laughs> they, they got him thinking uh, he was going to solve their troubles, bro, or help solve the troubles. I in swear, the defense, man, man, I need to be a scout or something in the league, Holy man. I, they crow. need help, man. Holy crap! Um, that was a good conversation, man. Good mm. conversation. Want to do a little trivia with you, man? Let's do it. Let's do a little trivia. Um, what I get if I win? In the spirit of Christmas, huh? What I get if I win? You get the um, the idea that people think you're going to be uh, you're a smart guy that you know basketball. Oh my gosh! All right, let's go. All right, here it is. What was Kobe Bryant's career high for points in a Christmas Day game? That's ridiculous. You're not asking me that. <laughs> I'm asking you that. What? His career high, man. Is it? A, 36, B, 39, C, 42, D, 45. Ay, ay, ay. On Christmas, there's a lot of anxious, you know, these guys are anxious. Just, you know, Come it's on, a lot think, of emotions in the air. Think about I that. have no clue what it is because I don't like Kobe like that. So, but knowing Kobe's history, he should go for 40. He should. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say, was it, was it an option 39? We had A, 36, B, 39, C, 42, D, 45. Yeah, let's go 39. I hope 39. you scored more. You're close. You're close. What? It was 42. 42, okay. Um, in a legendary game, Shaquille O'Neal's revenge game, coming back to the Lakers um, Staples Center to play the Lakers for the first time okay. in 2004 as a member of the Miami Heat. What year was this? 2004. Yeah, I just like I don't know how I'm going to know that. That's not making sense. What do you mean? What? Bro, you don't, I'm you like, you don't go back and revisit history sometimes? Shaq Well, when you see it live, it's more memorable. Well, a thousand percent, but Shaq left the league as got traded. I was like six years old. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Oh, my God. Come on. Man. I need that Westbrook, please. Hit that Westbrook, bro. Come on, man. Hit it for you. What? Bro, what are you talking about? My Fix rebuttal up, to that is uh, you got to go back and watch history, man. Right, I'll, um, think Come about on, it, man. I'll think about it. Come on. I, don't ex- I don't expect you to know the answer, but you should know 2004. <laughs> you know what I mean? Big Diesel went back. Okay, okay. Anyhow, man. Let's get off basketball for now, man. It's the holiday season. I just want to wish everybody out there happy holidays, man. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man, to everybody listening. Happy Hanukkah. Um, hope you're surrounded by love right now, man. Hope you guys are not alone. Winter depression is a real thing. Did you know that? It's a real thing. 
I will break I will break the science down for you, but um nah, I don't think people are really interested in that. But it's a real thing. It's a real <laughs> thing, just know that. And being so around people, people know more. Being around people really, really helps, man. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful holiday season. Let's get off basketball, man. I don't want to talk about this no more. It's popping. Lamar Jackson. Who? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Oh, man, man. I really hope Lamar Jackson's listening to this right now, man. You're killing it, man. Oh, you're crow. killing it, man. Growing <sighs> up, I was a big Michael Vick guy. Yeah. Loved Michael Vick. Love, love Michael Vick. Yeah, man. Michael Vick was tough. Um, remember, remember we used to play Madden with yep. the old GameCube? Yeah. Running around with Michael Vick? Michael oh, Vick. Oh, my God. Just, I'm not even passing. I just nope. fake. I'm calling passing nope. plays, but I'm not passing. <laughs> I'm just running. Running for my life. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Um, I wouldn't compare. They, they play similarly. Yeah. The comparisons are there. The running ability. But uh, Lamar Jackson's on another level, man. Um, Baltimore played. Who did they play the other day? They played someone. Um, I was just looking at it. But, uh, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, beat up on uh, poor Odell Beckham there. Had him yelling at his coach. Really? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I feel bad for that guy too. I like Odell Beckham, man. He's a good guy. He's not. Even, I know he's trying to. He's trying to he's ball to hard. He's yeah. trying to ball hard. Got to compete. But um, how you feel about his performance this year, man? Oh man, I just it's very simple. Like what he's doing is ridiculous. He's changing the game, and I don't say that a lot about people, <laughs> but he actually made me watch football this year. That's crazy. I actually said, "Who? what is this guy doing? Why is he on my timeline so much? So I had to go see what he was doing. And when I was seeing some serious basketball jukes, basically, oh. I was seeing some jukes. I was saying, I don't know how he's doing it. Because I was watching the slow-mo, mm. and I was like, why didn't the guy get him? <laughs> but the guy didn't get him. So it just says that his speed is ridiculous. Um, one key component of his game that I really like is that stop and go. Mm-hmm. That ability to cut. Cut. Yeah. He goes five yards. Mm-hmm. You think you're going to get him? And then he stops. <laughs> How do you stop like that? And then continue to go get the first down. So that's just really, he's just business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing I really like about him is, yeah, he can run. He's got that ability like nobody else we've ever seen. But he can pass. I didn't think the passing level was what it's at right now. thousand percent. He's side arming. He's, you know what I mean? He's got some pretty good, um, I, I know he's got a pretty good tight end. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. But he c- c- catches the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's got some pretty good people around him. And I think the one thing yeah, I heard the other day was, like, because I think they lead the league in first downs or something like that. Yeah. And so because of that, they give their defense more time to rest. Mm-hmm. And because you give your team defense more time to rest, when they do come on, mm-hmm. huh, man, it's interceptions all day, right? It's Simple panic. football anomaly. Exactly. So... What Lamar Jackson doing right now, man, is who's the, who's considered the greatest football player of all time? That probably have to be uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, he's – I'm going to throw it out there. He's Tom Brady-esque. Man, let's not do that. Not <laughs> what he's doing right now is Tom Brady-esque. He's got a long way to he's go. He's got a long way to go. Great season, though. But great season, yeah. Um, On top of everything you're saying, I really like the fact that black quarterbacks are really killing it in the league right now, man. You got a ton of them, you know. 100%. That's first and foremost. Yeah, one of the OGs, Cam Newton. He hasn't been playing really good this season, but Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Um, There's a stigma around black quarterbacks in the league, you know. Cut that out. Yeah, let's just cut it out. Let's just cut it out. It's being proven right now. They can get the job done. Um, Yes. More than anything, I really hope he wins the Super Bowl this year, man. Yeah, that's most important. I really hope he wins the Super Bowl because uh, that's one of the things that killed Michael Vick, man. Yeah. They used to get on him. He used to have, he had a couple of really spectacular seasons, and people are wondering, like, bro, are you in the Super Bowl, man? Can you get the job done? <laughs> and, then, and living up to that hype um, kind of broke him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, shoot. So, Breaking um, everybody out here. <laughs> everybody gets broken, man. Uh, that's the name of the podcast This episode by the way Everybody gets broken <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah I really like the fact That everybody out there um, mm-hmm. All the black quarterbacks Are doing their thing It's gonna be MVP That's done right Yeah That's set In that's, stone that's I set. think um, Shout out to him man Lamar Jackson yeah. Inspirational That's big I think the other thing too is I think on a sidebar Because I think it's so important 
like you were just talking about these black quarterbacks getting the job done, mm-hmm. you know, my hat off to them. Um, the other thing I, I noticed about Lamar too, is I, I was just doing a little bit of reading on him, just trying to see what this greatness is all about. You know, I want to mm-hmm. understand who he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And I heard that he's just, he comes into the, the, the arena mm-hmm. and he wants to know the name of every single person in the arena. Mm-hmm. My hat off to that, man. Yeah. You want to know the name of every single person you come across. And that just shows you the type of person that Lamar is, you know? So, you know, my hat off to him, you know, keep representing as well. Go hard, MVP, and get that Super Bowl. That's another thing. Great point. Great point. I was going to bring that up, too. Mm-hmm. Great point. And he made an initiative to um, remember everyone's name, first name mm-hmm. in the organization. Um, it's another thing, too. Everyone's doing it in their own way. You know, Cam Newton, you know, he has his style of doing things. I'm not talking about on the field. I'm talking about off the field. Yeah. His personality, um, Deshaun Watson, Dow Prescott, are more clean-cut guys. Yeah. Um, Everybody's doing it their own way, man, and making it work and uh, being accepted for who they are. Um, it's phenomenal right now. Um, let's jump. Side note, too. Uh, uh, I just got to put out there, yo, that kid, Um, what's his name, Tyreek Hill? Ta- oh. Yeah, he just he's dumb fast. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> really, 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 really fast. Olympics type stuff. I just had to throw that out you there. You've seen that highlight, right? i seen a highlight of a guy had a touchdown, mm-hmm. and he came from out the frame. Mm-hmm. To in the frame, mm-hmm. caught up to the man just to protect him, guide him into the end zone. I said, what is? <laughs> My hat off to that guy. He's yeah, serious. He was, he was like 20 <laughs> yards behind him. Yeah. Um, that was nuts, man. That's I had to watch it like 10 times. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I thought, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I had to replay that 10 times too. I'm like, he's fast. Man. I'm like, damn, man. It's nuts. Um, Switch it up a little bit. Let's continue uh, talking about some uh, other sports other than basketball. Boxing right now, man. It's yeah, exciting yeah. time of boxing. I wanted to come in here and talk about the Andy Ruiz, Joshua Anthony fight a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but, you know, the guests that come on here ain't the most knowledgeable boxing fans. Cool. But um, it's an exciting time for boxing, man. Uh-huh. I'm a big boxing fan. We come from a, a family that loves boxing, man. Uh, Anthony Joshua. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, big three in boxing right now, man. Coming up in uh, January, February, Tyson Fury is going to be fighting uh, Deontay Wilder. Uh, We're just coming off the heels of Anthony Joshua beating Andy Ruiz. You you just got the you saw the highlights, right? I just saw the highlights. Uh, What do you think about boxing right now, man? So I'm learning a lot too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. I don't know the most, yeah, but um, up to date with it. Yeah, yeah. but I, I I'm gonna put this in the air that um, what's his name, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, he's just a crazy a problem. <laughs> he is. I think he looks like he's six ten in the ring. At least what yeah. he looks like. Yeah. Um, six seven, six seven, six seven, long yeah. arms, mm-hmm. and he has some crazy strength. Chicken legs. So that looks scary. If I was somebody else mm-hmm. as a fighter in the boxing world, mm-hmm. um. But I just saw the the other fight that you're talking about. Um, Joshua looks good, though. I like him. Mm-hmm. I like what he brings. He's got a good prototype body. You know what I mean? And, you know, he it looks like he has good technique. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he beat Andy Ruiz. Wasn't really. Uh, it was a convincing fight. But, you know, considering the fact that he just got knocked out in the uh, the first matchup, uh-huh. people were expecting more. But he got the job done. Nonetheless, we, we uh, regained his titles. Um he stopped pushing weights. If you, see, I don't know if you've seen him before this yeah. fight, but he was pushing weights, looking monstrous, looking yeah. like two forty-five, something like that. Yeah. Um, then he went to one of his um, idols, one of his um, heroes in boxing, um, Vladimir Klitschko. Okay. And um, he told him, "Yo, stop, stop pushing weights, bro. Just mm-hmm. box. You know box. what I mean? Lean out. It's true. You know what I mean? Box, and you know, you'll look better in the ring. And it really paid off for him in the um, Ruiz fight." He looked quick. He looked um, like he had a lot of stamina. He, yeah. he could have easily went 15 rounds. Yeah. After 12, he was like, yeah, this is nothing to me. Where's Wilder? Yeah. Um, most importantly, he has a great personality, man. He really, really sells boxing, man. That's what I like. He really, really sells boxing. Same thing with Deontay Wilder. 98% knockout yeah. percentage. Aye, aye. Holy crow. I cannot wait for the Tyson Fury fight. Um, I'm trying to have like a true Hooper's uh, boxing session, bro. <laughs> no, seriously, man. We, we might have to... Pull some people together and watch that together. That's going to be an epic fight, uh, a fight for the century. And then uh, hopefully in 2020, we get to see Joshua versus um, Deontay Wilder in 2020. Um, 
hopefully that uh, Wilder beats Tyson Fury. And uh, Tyson Fury is another guy, too. Tyson Fury. He's 6'9". Six 6'9", nine. Six nine, eh? And he moves like he's 6'1", six, 6 feet. Like, Does that mean like he's quick? Head movement is out of this world. Oh, we're not. Okay, that's okay, why okay. Uh, Wilder was having trouble hitting him. Yeah, because Wilder Euster is fighting. He's used to fighting down. Yeah. Downwards and like the downward motion. And then you find this guy that's taller than you yeah. and he's moving. Very quick too. Quick. Yeah. He's, um, when it comes to defense, defense, sorry, uh, people often compare uh, Fury to Muhammad Ali. Mm. As far as the head movement, how quick he's moving. Ali-esque. The feet work. Ali very honest. He might not throw punches like Ali. Okay, okay, okay. But the defense. We got to be really careful when we throw names like Muhammad Ali into conversations. <laughs> it's there. It's there. Okay, it's okay. There. I watch boxing and it's there. Okay. It's um, it's actually very refreshing to watch. So um, shout out to all those guys, man. Um, we're approaching what forty five minutes now? Forty six minutes. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to put out there in the world, man? Um, what am I thinking about right now? Um, just a special shout out to Ulu, um, back in Sudbury. Uh, you know, just a little group that uh, myself, uh, Lita, and Hedy and I have um, created. Uh, you know, we're in the midst of doing a lot right now. We're doing conversations around Black history. You know, just um, systemic systemic racism stuff that is going on in, in Sudbury, and you know, just trying to be a support group, but as well, but as well as educate people about you know the issues that you know minorities face. You know, mm-hmm. so. You know, just look out for us. We're on Instagram, um, at Ulu. You can find us. It's real easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and just check out what's going on, right? Like, that's all we can ask, right? Check out what's going on. Support us. Um, How can some people support you guys? People can support us. I mean, just get involved. Like, just we have a, our contact info is on our page. Mm-hmm. So go out there. Just shoot us an email, right? You mm-hmm. know, like, if you want to be interested, if you want to do something in particular. Um, what else can I say? Like, we're in the midst of like just trying to find members, people who are willing to do certain things. So whether if you're a good speaker and you want to have conversations about this type of stuff, um, contact us. We can get you involved in that. You know what I mean? And, you know, there's a bunch of different stuff that you could do. Like I do a lot of IT stuff. Mm-hmm. I put our, our presentations together. You know what I mean? And like so we all use our strengths wherever we have our strengths, you know. For sure. So, you know, just reach out if you're interested. Um, but, of, of course, like just be a part of the conversation, most importantly, you know. Mm-hmm. You see things going on. Um, you know, one of our key critical things is like, if you're out, you know what I mean? Maybe not so much in Toronto because Toronto is, it's not predominantly like, there's a lot of minorities around, you know what I mean? But like in Sudbury, for example, like, you know, there are racist things that occur often, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So just step out and say something, you know what I mean? You can empower somebody else and that goes a long way. I want to ask you about that. Oh, what's up? By the way, that's a great initiative. Um, it's great that you guys are doing that for sure. Um, I've seen some of the work you guys have done. Mm-hmm. Proud, I'm proud that's being done by you guys. Um, class act. Um, how did you handle uh, being the first time being out in uh, Sudbury, um, mm-hmm. experiencing the things that you experienced out there? Man, it's it's a different. I I not say a different world, but mm-hmm. it's definitely like coming from Toronto, where you know what I mean. Like, and I, I don't ever walk into a room and feel like I'm being the only one watched. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Going there, and you know, I had my experiences where I went to the mall there. Um, I got accused of stealing a hat, mm-hmm. and the hat wasn't stolen, it's been mine for oh, 10 years now. You know what I mean? You know, the way it was done to somebody jumping on my back and trying to rip a hat off my head, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of took me all by shock, you know what I mean? Like, I was very careful after that incident, like, but that's the whole, you know, not just experiences I, that I faced, but Lita have, has faced, Hedy has faced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the reason why we just created this group because we felt like, you know, we have this voice, we play basketball, we, we're in a community that's like, that can have this conversation. You know what I mean? We have yeah. people around us mm-hmm. and a lot of people in Sudbury who are minorities don't have that because it's also a city who, that is, um, they're bringing a lot of people from Africa, uh, to Sudbury because there's yes. a lot of labor, like work that's, that needs to be filled mm-hmm. work, uh, work jobs that needs to be filled. So, mm-hmm. you know, we recognize that they don't have the support. So we're just trying to fill in a gap there. You know what I mean? And just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I feel like, you know, life all started in, on Africa, you know, in Africa. So, yeah. you know, why not just help a brother and sister in need? For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, as you were talking about this, I just remember that there's a study that uh, that just came out recently um, saying that racism um, 
people think people in Canada think racism is not an issue within Canada. Oh my gosh, as a poll. So um, it's kind of funny that there's um, people that are naive yeah. out there to the issue. Uh, yeah, you already know the answer to that. Like it's definitely present, but I think a lot of people do not. They don't see what's really going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like if you're a white person, right? Like, you're not gonna be experiencing racism, and so that's what the poll is talking to. The poll is talking to people, some white people, right? Yeah. And so that obviously those people are answering correctly. They're not gonna experience racism because mm-hmm. they're not the one that's been oppressed for centuries. You know what I mean? So obviously, I think that obviously that poll is a misrepresentation of what's really going on in the country. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I think like. Anybody with, you know, melanin in their skin, mm. they know what time it is. They know that racism yeah. is very real. And, you know, whether, like, we're black or Hispanic, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're all going through it in different ways. But it's still racism at the end of the day, you know, discrimination. So, you know, we're just trying to change that, man. Big ups to Ulu. Big ups, big ups, mm-hmm. big things. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to say one quick thing. Netflix, get your shit together, man. Oh, my gosh. Netflix, Netflix, yeah, we Netflix. Gotta call, we got to call y'all out still. So. Netflix, what are you guys doing? If you guys don't know, man, they have a, a Christmas show on there, um, a leading a movie or show. I think it's a show. Whatever okay. the case is, yeah. Don't Google it, because apparently, if you're googling it, you're supporting the algorithms and you're making the show bigger or anything. I'm yeah. just gonna put it out there. Uh, there's a show on there that's um, alluding to Jesus um, being uh, gay or whatever the question, whatever it gay, is. Gay, a drunk. I heard some other things I'm not going to say, but hey, just, man, that's not, now, that's not real. That's not, that's not cool. Netflix, we're going to get on you because you put that on your service. Yes. Come on. I cancel my Netflix, by the way. Let's yeah, get off that. Yeah, man. Um, Disney but the Plus p- is out here. It is out there. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not impressed with it so far. I got the seven day trial. Like, no, no, no. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mediocre right now. Um, but to the producers and the writers and the people that came up with this content, man, come on, man. Y'all don't mess with the Muslims like that. Because y'all know better, right? It's true. It's not even that. Just respect, you know? Respect all all religions, there is, you know? Man. There it is, man. That's not that's not cool, Netflix, though. We got to put y'all out there because that's what y'all doing is not cool. Come on, you man. Know? You guys know better. I'm not going to go on a whole rant on, yeah. on with you guys, but nah, you guys just know better. Fix up, man. fix up. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Come on, man. With that being said, this has been a great episode, that's episode 14 of the True Hoopers Podcast. This is the you already know what it is, man. Thank you for coming on, Kudre. Yes, sir. Um, Till next time, man. We might take the week off next week, but if we do come on next week, consider it a gift. Ooh. All right? K-grade 10, we out. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>